I can't hear you. You can't? I can. Oh, okay. I was saying if you can't, you've responded. <laughs> How are you? Are you ready for this? I have been ready for days. <laughs> While you await your microphone. Yes. Um, do you want to introduce us and then I'll explain what happened? Sure. I am Dana. I'm Kristen. This is the darker side of life. Thank you for joining us. This is the podcast where two best friends tell each other some strange, creepy, weird, disturbing, dark weird stories and mm -hmm. we don't tell each other what we're going to talk about though yes and we are a little late this week and that is mm -hmm. my fault I apologize um last time it was you this time yep. it's me we take so turns we were all set to record and I mean I think you were about to hit record and then my mic just pooped out what I thought was my <laughs> mic just stopped working um it turns out so I had to order a new mic um Turns out I think it was a cord issue, so we are up and running now with new equipment on my end, but I apologize. Yay, so, new equipment. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I apologize. We tried, but um, just some technical difficulties. So last time was my fault. This time is your fault. So that means next time it's my fault again. <laughs> or we just don't have, next time it'll be both of our faults. Something will happen. <laughs> it will be both of our faults. <laughs> we take joint responsibility. Okay, so I'm very excited about this day. This is Me not, too. it's dark-ish, but it's also, I think, just very interesting. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about clowns. <gasps> what? Oh, that can be very creepy depending <laughs> on who you ask. <laughs> and clown panics. So all these like clown panics that have happened through the years and maybe why we have these panics. I don't like clowns. Well, you're going to have to listen to me talk about them for maybe an hour. Okay. Are you deal. phobic of clowns? Or not do you just phobic. Not like to me, them? clowns are kind of like how I am with snakes. Like, I can look at one and see one, and I'm like, okay, I'd rather not. Like, I'll just keep my distance, and I'd rather not look at it, because I'm probably going to dream about it at night, and then that <laughs> makes me unsettled. Like, I would just rather not see them mm -hmm. than... But they don't freak me out. You know, I just, I, I don't want to have anything clown in my house. Like I won't have artwork no. or little clown figurines or anything like that. No, I am the same way. I'm not phobic. I am phobic of snakes. So oh, you're highly phobic of snakes. Totally different reaction when I see a snake. Um, clowns, not so much. I don't like them. I don't really like anything that's dressed up on a day that's not Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, like at Disney, when you have those characters dressed up, it just makes me uncomfortable. I just don't want, don't talk to me. Like, I don't want you to talk to me. I don't want you to associate with me. Don't, no, I don't, mimes freak me out. I just, but we'll talk about maybe why that's, like, why we have those fears. Like, there is some deep psychological reasons why we have these fears and uncomfortableness huh. around clowns. Yeah. So. Okay. Although I was a clown once for Halloween when I was really little. My sources first. There was an article on Vox um, about the 2016 clown panic by Aja Romano, an Atlas Obscura article by Cara Giaimo, Gia, Gia, sorry, a Smithsonian Magazine article by Linda Rodriguez Robbie titled The History and Psychology of Clowns Being Scary. A Time article, Why Are We So Afraid of Clowns by Megan McCluskey, <laughs> and a lot of newspaper articles that I'm going to cite along the way from like back in the 80s and 90s, just about these clown panics that have kind of plagued us over the decades. Okay, so if you 
don't have a fear of clowns, which is, by the way, is called cholerophobia. If you have a phobia of clowns, not fear of cauliflower. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder how they come up with these phobia names. I am phobic, by the way. Is that fear of snakes? Yes. yes oh, okay. Is. So is my mm-hmm. mom. Popophobia is fear of the Pope. Triscodecophobia is fear of triscuits. <laughs> no, it's not. It's number 13. They have, they have really sharp edges. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> Chances are when you hear the word clown, you're, you might think of, you know, fun images like circus clowns with giant shoes and colorful costumes and they come out of the tiny cars or they have the flowers that squirt you in the face with water. Maybe they're making animal balloons, animal balloons. Or you think of like Ronald McDonald or Bozo the Clown. I used to watch Bozo the oh, Clown. Oh gosh, Ray I remember Bozo, Bozo the Clown. Yes. Wow, that's a blast from the past. I know, I know. Forgot all about Bozo the Clown. Mm-hmm. Bozo was from back in the 60s, I think. But then yeah. like, I used to watch reruns and stuff at my grandma's house. And there's Krusty the Clown. Krusty the Clown. And Sideshow Bob, who was a murderer. <laughs> or you might think of the more sinister clowns, like... Pennywise the Dancing Clown from Stephen King's It, which to me is like the OG of clowns. By the way, I watched It the last couple days to get in the mood for this. Original or remake? Remake. I've seen the original. I've seen the original, but I did watch the remake. I like chapter one better than chapter two. Yeah. Chapter two, by the end, I was kind of like, okay, this is, you're not scary anymore. I don't want to steal the thunder from the end of your podcast, but Stephen King is the reason we don't like clowns. Um, no, he's not. <laughs> I blame him. <laughs> it could go back further. It goes back further, actually, pre-Stephen King. So he's not completely to blame. Uh-huh. It goes back further. Yes. Uh, he's off the hook this time, Stephen He is. Because, yeah, he, he is. For now. For now. Or there's, like, the creepy clown toy from Poltergeist under oh, yeah. the bed, which I kind of forgot about until I started reading about this. You have the tricycle clown from the Saw movies. Oh, yeah, the little yeah. puppet guy. Uh-huh. Or you have Pogo the Clown. Do you know who Pogo the Clown is? Wait, but was that um, John Wayne Gacy's? John Wayne Gacy, yep. Al- clown personality, I guess. Yes, John Not Wayne Gacy ego, was but... also Pogo the Clown. Um, we'll mention, we'll talk a little bit about John Wayne Gacy. He is was a serial killer. You know, regardless of what you think of, if you think of the happy clowns like Bozo or if you think of Pennywise... Through the decades, these clowns have actually created some really big panics. And the most recent was 2016, which most of you probably remember. I think I remember that. There were oh, some gosh, around Florida where there we were. were they were everywhere. Yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna go into how I mean it was even outside the United States and it started here, but it went out of control and crazy. We start the weirdest trends. We really do. We really do. I even have some Why? in my notes. Like, of course, this started in the United States. Of course, this starts with us. Um, but actually, a lot of these panics actually go back to the early 80s. Or, I, I mean, I'm assuming some of them actually go back further. They just weren't documented. So I don't want to talk a little bit about the panics over the years. Um And the thing about a lot of these clown panics is we look back on them and there's even a question if they were even real. Like we know people were scared and there were reports coming in, but a lot of these we look back and realize it could have all been a hoax and there really weren't clowns at all. All right. So the first big clown panic that is documented is from May 1981 in Brookline, Massachusetts, starting at Lawrence Elementary School. 
when children started to report two men dressed as clowns driving a van and offering candy. Oh, don't get in a van with candy. No. no, don't get in. I mean, don't get in a van with strangers offering candy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if there's like a van full of candy, then I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so the principal of the school was warned and word started to spread. And um, there started to become more reports that were coming in around Boston. According to an article from the Boston Globe, it was a it was reported as a black older model van with ladders on it, a broken front headlight, and no hubcaps. So very that should specific. be really easy to identify. Yes, police told school and administrators to be extra cautious. There have been incidents at the end of April where a memo was sent out to elementary and middle schools um, around the area that there were adults dressed as clowns that were bothering kids going to and from school. So everyone was kind of starting on high alert right now. And this memo read, quote, please advise all students that they must stay away from strangers, especially ones dressed as clowns. Okay. On May 9th, the Boston Globe reported a clown driving a pickup um, had been stopped by police in a town called Randolph, but it was actually a legit clown delivering a clownogram. So he was released. Okay. Yes. In the cities of Boston, Cambridge, Brookline, Randolph, and Canton, uh, police received reports of creepy clowns, but none of the clowns had been seen by adults, only children. The police stated reports came from children ages five to seven, but they didn't have any evidence that there had actually been any creepy clowns or that any child had been harmed. So no adult, civilian, or police officer had even seen a clown. That would make it a little harder to like investigate or Mm -hmm. like confirm, you know? Right. Because, you know, kids have active imaginations and one kid may say he saw a clown and another kid may want to, you know, see one too. I saw one too. (laughs) Yes. Or they hear, you know, their parents talk about an article they read in the newspaper or a news report they're seeing and they're like, ooh, maybe I'll see a clown too. Or they are seeing clowns and they're just not seen by adults. Pennywise wasn't seen by adults. He was only seen by the kids. There were even reports of these clown sightings coming in at places where like officers were sitting. So an officer might be sitting at the corner of First and Main and he gets a call about there's been a clown sighted at First and Main and he's sitting there and he's like, I'm not, there's no clown. Like I'm right here. Something that was happening around this time that a lot of people might be familiar with are the Atlanta murders. Where oh, I don't yes, know if you're familiar with those. Yeah, the Atlanta yeah. Child Murders. Yeah. Um, there were at least 28 children, adolescents, and some adults who had been killed, and all the victims were black. So a lot of things were heightened at this time. Um, and because it was children who were reporting this and that clowns couldn't be found, people started to believe, okay, it's all in the minds of kids. And there were no re- arrests made in Brookline at the time of any creepy clowns. But then in May 1981, so same month in Kansas City, Missouri, this was a few days after the Brookline ones. There were there were multiple reports of a clown in a yellow van, and he had a knife. Whoa. There was a letter that went out to parents um, of children at Our Lady and St. Rose School telling them what was going on. And they said, quote, there have been reports of a character called Killer Clown jumping out of bushes and threatening children with a knife. Oh, my God. Yes. Terrifying. Arizona, there was an an article from the Arizona Republic in May, on May 23rd, 1981, 
titled Killer Clown Menaces School Children. So this was happening in Missouri. It was being reported in Arizona. Several children reported the knife-wielding clown. Um, Kansas City Police Sergeant Jim Treese is quoted as saying, we don't want to panic people to make them think there's an Atlanta-type situation here, but today we have the first sighting of this clown that has been verified. So again, Atlanta's coming up in Missouri. Uh, but the difference with this is that this was an actual incident that was witnessed in part by an adult. Okay. There were two sisters, ages six and seven, where they were confronted while they were walking to the school bus. The mom was watching from the porch. She saw a yellow van pull up to the girls. The girls started screaming and ran home, and then the van sped away. The children stated a man dressed as a clown pointed a knife at them and told them to get in the van. He had on a clown outfit, painted face with red polka dots. So this was classified as an attempted abduction, but the clown was never found. Hmm. I don't believe the woman actually saw the clown, but she saw the van. So the reports of the clown came from the children, but she did see the van. I think that one would be much more credible from listening just to the kids, because I think in other instances, you know, kids might want to be, they may think it's fun or something cute, you know? In right. this case, it's very traumatic if it's you're a traumatic. six-year-old and somebody, a stranger thrusts a knife into your face and says, like, get in your car, you know? So I don't think a kid is going to lie about something like that because their emotions are going to be right there on the surface. Exactly. And you think of what is a way to disarm children and make them think you're friendly. You yeah. dress up as a clown. And you can hide your identity. If you're, you know, on the bigger side or smaller side, you can, like, mask that with big heavy clothes and big shoes and face makeup on your face and it's easy to get out of you can just pull up somewhere in a back alley and change your clothes and wipe your face off exactly someone's going to be able to give a description of a clown not of a person right so you stand out more obviously as a clown people are going to take notice but you're not going to get a good description you can't get hair color if you've got a wig on you can't like you said body type body shape you can't any identifying features on the face in June of 1981, this is a month later in Pittsburgh, there were menacing clowns, quote, menacing clowns in Pittsburgh. And this was the first time this was connected to the other clown sightings in Kansas City, Missouri, and in Brookline. The Pittsburgh and Kansas City clown sightings happened in mostly black neighborhoods, while the Massachusetts one happened in mostly white neighborhoods. So again, the Atlanta child murders comes up again because they because the victims and those were all black. So all of it's kind of getting connected. Gosh, I bet parents would be like really spooked right now. Oh my gosh. I'd be terrified for their kids. I'd be terrified. So I do want to pause for one second because like you said earlier, you blame Stephen King for our fear (laughs) of clowns. (laughs) If you've not seen it or read it, do it either the original or the remake, the newer one. Um, just, you know, you'll understand once you, once you see, you'll never look down a sewer the same ever again. Or see a single red balloon. Or see a single red balloon. I've, every time that I'm walking down the street and I have to walk by a sewer, I'm like, ooh, Pennywise. You should print out a picture of Pennywise's face and just kind of like tuck it under there for somebody to see. (laughs) It's so creepy. Um... But Stephen King published it in 1986. So this 
came after these ones we're talking about now. So it wasn't even out at the time. So you can't blame him for this. I wonder oh. if he was inspired by this a little bit. Possibly. I don't know much about the book. Ryan's read the book. He read it not too long ago, actually. I've never read it, but I wonder if he was inspired by true events I mean, on some level. It's kind of a classic. I mean, clowns yeah. are so classic. And we have this uncomfortableness with them. So, and Stephen King's just amazing at taking anything and making it creepy. I mean, who would think a rabid dog would be a horror movie? But that's a terrifying movie. <laughs> or a cat, a little gray kitty cat. Or like, what else? Oh, the one, um, I can't remember the name, where she's chained to the bed. Uh, Gerald's Game. Yes, that is creepy and unsettling I remember like reading that book and I'm like this is not going to be creepy it really is yeah if you've never read Stephen King just do it just you won't be sorry (laughs) he's such a good he's such a good writer um and also Poltergeist came out in 1982 so you can't even blame Poltergeist for these first ones because it wasn't even out yet so we'll move on now to March 1988 so this is post it this is in Louisville Several reports of a man dressed as a clown chasing children and trying to lure them into a car. A, oh, my God. I know. A girl in Oldham County said a clown gestured to her from a car, but police found it was just a balloon delivery guy who was just waving at her. So, <laughs> Aww. But if, like, you're heightened, if, you know, you might yeah, you freak out. You don't know. If you're not expecting a balloon delivery, I would be highly suspicious of somebody dressed like a clown approaching me with balloons even. Well, maybe he just drove by and was like, hi. Yeah. You know, he's a clown. He's trying to be happy and friendly and nice. And that's true. She starts screaming and runs away. (laughs) Assuming they're not wearing the great big shoes while they're chasing these children, because that'd be really hard to run in. It'd be really hard. It'd be like running in uh, scuba diving flippers. (laughs) Which would actually be really funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if you're not I mean my money's on the children the children are probably get away <laughs> they can get away yeah this is why I giggle it's the mental image a nine-year-old said a clown chased him home from school on March 1st March 4th and two girls nine and ten said a clown beckoned from a red pickup truck police found no evidence of anything happening no truck was found no clown was found so again it's kids that are witnessing these clowns and not adults and it's easy for people to go and change out of their clown outfit Mm -hmm. but why aren't adults seeing them are we just not observant enough yeah especially in the 80s when nobody has camera phones now we can just videotape it if it happens now yeah well we'll talk about that from the 2016 one and from some of these other ones so at this point the it miniseries came out in 1990 so you had the book in 86 and then you had the miniseries that came out October 1991 in Erie, Pennsylvania, at least 40 children and some of their parents reported a clown sneaking around backyards and looking in windows. 40? 40, yes. Wow, okay. Children and parents. Okay. A man was arrested for robbing a bank dressed as a clown, but this was determined to be a copycat and not the peeping Tom clown. The peeping Tom clown was never found. Okay. Which, how stupid, first, how stupid do you have to be to rob a bank? And two, how stupid do you have to be to rob a bank in a clown mask when you have all these reports coming in? Like, you're going to get shot. That's what, I, you know, I was thinking that in the back of my mind, and I was going to bring it up later. In some of these places, I feel like if you have kind of a clown, like, on the edge of a playground, and they're, like, in the woods or something, 
if you're in the right part of the country, or should I say the wrong part of the country, I don't know, somebody might take matters into their own hands and just take yes. a shot at you. You're messing with children. You don't yeah. do that. You don't do that. I am not advocating for anyone to shoot at anybody. Me neither. But also, don't do that if you want to scare people. Like, don't but, dress up as a clown. Yeah, you never know what other people are going to do. You know, we had the you guy really that don't. got the gun to go into the pizza place in Washington, D.C. to save the children, so... Well, if you think about like the height of The Walking Dead, you had all these people dressed up as zombies who were scaring people. And I'm like, yes, you are going to get shot in the head, like headshot. It's someone's going to freak out and kill you because they're in the mindset of the apocalypse has started. There was a video me and Ryan watched. This was a long time ago. There was a guy that used to prank people. He used to kind of go around dressed like a zombie and just kind of like lumber along and like chase people. And he was somewhere, I think Chicago or LA or some big city. And he like approached some people on a basketball court and they all like saw him and scattered and ran. Some people were like climbing fences to get away (laughs) from him. That part was funny. But then he was like, at the very end of the video, he was like, I was watching it back and two people like pulled guns out they were running Ooh. away but i mean they were ready if if he would have yeah. you know done something the wrong way he could have got shot yeah he always tells them at the end oh it's a prank though and you know well yeah but you can't do that if somebody has shot you in the head i know you, know, you never know what people are gonna do game over like me and you how prepared we are for the zombie apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> i can make a weapon out of anything so yes. <laughs> Also, October 1991 in Chicago, children report a man dressed as a clown from In Living Color called Homie D. Clown. <gasps> Homie D. Clown? Why did I think of him from earlier? Yes. They Homie, don't reports. play that. <laughs> well, that's what that's one reason why they named my sister's cat Homie. So they oh, could really? say, Homie, don't play that. Yes. Actually, he was named Homie because they, they got him in Texas and they drove him home. So they called him Homie. But they would go, Homie, don't play that no more. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So children were saying that they were witnessing Homie D. Clown offering candy and a ride in his van. There were varying reports of the van color. Some say it was red. Some say white. Some say blue. But all say it had ha ha painted on it, which I don't really know much about Homie D. Clown. Was that like a catchphrase or was it just ha ha was painted on the van? I don't know about ha ha. Yeah, I know about Homie Don't Play That, but I don't know about Ha Ha. So Homie D. Clown was played by Damon Wayans and was yes. a clown who was an ex-con who then had to work as a clown. <laughs> he aimed to kind of like take down the white establishment and his catchphrase was Homie Don't Play That. So someone was dressing up as Homie D. Clown. One kid said he punched the clown. One school letter. One school sent a letter to parents. One school amped up patrols around the grounds. In Elgin, there was an adult who reported witnessing a child abduction by a clown, which I don't think was ever confirmed that it actually happened. Reports in Evanston and Joliet um, came through. No clowns were arrested. There was an article in the Chicago Tribune that concluded, much like Massachusetts, the reports were all from the minds of children and were just being made up. Police did take it seriously, though, at some parts, and they pretty much were like, hey, if you're a clown that's going to work, like you're going to be stopped. So I guess because okay. even if even if it's children who are reporting this, you're not going to want to take that chance. So right. they were going to stop a clown if they saw him driving down the street, which like 
have you ever seen a clown driving around? Like it seems <laughs> no, but I've like seen a pirate around. on the interstate. Exactly. Yes, I was actually thinking about that. I was thinking you were with that. me that day. We were driving yes. down the interstate in Florida, and there was a person dressed up like a pirate on the side of the road. <laughs> Talking on the phone, wasn't he talking on the phone? I think so. I don't know if it was. I think his car must have broke down or something. Yeah, because we were both like, "Was that a pirate?" A pirate. <laughs> but you're in Florida, so stuff like that happens all the time. I have like, never seen a clown, though. I've never seen a clown. It just seems like it happened a lot in the '80s and '90s. You had just had clowns driving around all the time, waving at people. I don't ever remember seeing a clown. Um, I didn't know maybe if that was just me. Nowadays, I'll see people dress up like the Joker, but like on Halloween. Yeah, on Halloween, but... Not like a clown driving right. down the and road. And this was October, so you have to think. Okay. It's around Halloween. Uh, okay. Things kind of might be amped up at that point. I don't know. It's like bad choice of Halloween costume that year, though. In 91? Yeah, like when all these clown things are going on, like don't dress up like a clown. Yeah, but people can be, people can be jerks and want to scare other people. Because of the number of reports, police believed there were several, quote, phony homies wandering around. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this was not the I want to see the bulletin story. board at the police station. Phony homie. <laughs> I want to see the bulletin board at the police station where they have, like, the real homies and the phony homies. <laughs> <laughs> phony homies. <laughs> and the pictures and, like, the little pieces of string. <laughs> connecting them <laughs> like all connected yeah with the big map on the wall yeah <laughs> so it was either you know you had people like multiple people that were dressing up as homie d clown or you had people that were false reporting these phony homies or a little bit of both so obviously like you can't have homie in two places at one time so they knew that like they knew that a lot of these were were just phonies and hoaxes. Yeah. So what year is this? Still nineteen ninety one. This though, is right? ninety one. Yes. In living color, according to Wikipedia, was on from nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety four. I wonder if people were just dressing up a lot that year because of the character. Yeah, it was, it was still fairly new. Yeah, which is fine. But then you have this person dressed up offering candy and a ride in his van. So it's yeah. like, he's not just standing in the park, like making balloon animals. He's legit trying to get kids with him. So that's yeah. where it's like, that's where it kind of crosses that line. It's all about context really, because if you see a clown standing in a park, just like handing out balloons or hanging out, it's not going to be that creepy. I mean, unless you have yeah. a clown phobia, it's I'm never really totally comfortable if I see a clown but I mean it's not gonna be that big of a deal but you have a clown driving around in some ratty van being like here kid here's some candy that's a little different yeah no but even if these reports are fake you know you still you're still concerned for the children because of their fears and you want to take it seriously because obviously some kids might be making it up. But then you have the kids who are hearing about this and they're scared of the creepy clowns out there. They don't want to go outside. They don't want to walk around by themselves. So police and parents can't really dismiss those fears, especially because they don't know for sure what's going on. So you do still have to take it seriously. And there was a principal at a local school who said, quote, we want to take every precaution, but at the same time, we don't want to, we don't want to unnecessarily panic people. I think it's a rumor that's getting out of hand. Okay. September 1982 in Rock Hill, South Carolina, 
an eight-year-old boy reported he was approached by a clown in a car who stopped on the road and talked to the boy. He asked where the circus was and asked the boy if he'd like to go. The kid oh, ran no. home and told his parents. This is Pennywise. Like, this is Pennywise. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know. How you doing, Georgie? Like, it's creepy. Like, you want to come to the circus? <laughs> That's creepy. But yeah, smart kid. Sightings started taking off after this. And um, an AP article said that there were reports of creepy clown sightings. Kids were afraid to go out alone. Parents thought that there was some abductor or child molester roaming around enough that several talked about patrolling themselves. Some armed themselves to walk the streets and find See? these clowns. Told you. Yes. But it turns out it was just kids that were playing a prank. There were 14, 14 boys, not 14, four teenage boys who were arrested <laughs> for dressing as clowns and terrorizing children. So they were playing pranks. There were no charges against the boys because they technically didn't break any laws. Okay. But they did create a panic. So I don't, yeah. I'm like, there has to be some kind of punishment. Maybe just community service or something. It's like go pick up trash along in a park or something for like an hour. Or maybe they could work something out with their parents. <laughs> yeah, it's like there has to be. And maybe there were some consequences. It wasn't that they were just like thrown in jail. But I'm like, you've terrorized children. So I do believe that the one asking where the circus was was a legit creepy clown. But then yeah. like all the reports that came out after that were just those kids that were kind of feeding off of that. Yeah. 1992, in October, Galveston, Texas, a clown allegedly attempted to kidnap a toddler, and then reports started pouring in about an evil clown. This clown was sighted primarily at schools. No clowns were arrested, and police just pretty much shrugged it off. And they were like, nah, it's being exaggerated. It's October. It's close to Halloween. Kids have active imaginations. Whatever. It's we also don't a really, really good care. time for somebody to try to kidnap a kid when they can dress up in a costume and use it exactly. as an excuse to hide their identity. Exactly. You know, like if you're going to commit a crime, Halloween's a good time to do it. Don't yeah, do it. Because you're dressed everybody. up. Don't do it. Like we are not trying to give you ideas. <laughs> don't do it. I feel like I would be more vigilant around this time of year. Mm hmm. Well, it's like during ZombieCon in Fort Myers when they had a shooting that year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me and Ryan went to it. We left long before, like, a couple hours that. before I the shooting. I remember texting though. you to be like, are yeah. you okay? But like they were supposed to have security. People just walked in, you know, and it, because people were able to get guns in because, you know, you have weapons with your costume, mm -hmm. fake ones, obviously, but it's so easy to sneak a, a real one in. And how are and, you going to identify anybody? They're in a costume. Exactly. And so, now they don't have ZombieCon anymore. Which thanks. Was so much fun. Did that thanks a lot. And it raised money for a charity. Like, I know. So yeah, police police got kind of frustrated, and they were like, every time a clown drives the street, drives down the street, someone calls the police. So, you know, they're getting kind of irritated that people are panicking. There was a five year old boy that told his mom a clown had stopped and talked to him earlier in the day, but again, turns out it was just the clown that drove by and waved at them. So again, just legit clowns are driving by. There's a lot of legit clowns driving around. I know though. it's weird. <laughs> Nowadays, they probably go to work and change in the locker room at the circus <laughs> tent. June 1994 in Washington, D.C., there were several several reports of a clown trying to get children into a van, but the police just declined to investigate. And 
I believe this happened in a mostly black neighborhood because a lot of the citizens started to get up in arms because in November there was an actual little boy who disappeared. So Aww. a lot of activists came out and talked about, you know, police who were ignoring reports coming in by black people in their neighborhoods. So, I mean, I don't think the boy who disappeared was connected in any way to these clown sightings, but still you have these reports that are coming in of, you know, possibly targeting children and, and they, they don't just want an Atlanta happening in their neighborhood. Right. There were some big events that happened in 1994. And I'm I'm going to talk a little later about like the influence of our anxiety as a society during certain times that could influence how we respond to things like this, like clown sightings. And big events can kind of raise that anxiety. So one big event that happened in 1994, right before these DC ones, was the execution of John Wayne Gacy. So okay, probably hearing more about him in the news at this point. They're bringing up Pogo the Clown. If anyone doesn't know who John Wayne Gacy is, he was a serial killer in the 70s. And he volunteered as a clown named Pogo. So he's executed. Also in June, that has nothing to do with clowns, but that was kind of a big event for our country, were the murders of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman, which was huge. I mean, it was big. And obviously, like I said, those aren't directly tied to clowns at all. But you had some really big, you had a really big societal event that happened on the tail of what like the country was still experiencing from the Rodney King beatings and everything and that racial Mm -hmm. tension. So there's a lot of anxiety there. So I'll kind of mention as we go along some big events that I found happening around times of these sightings. In August 97 in New Jersey, there were at least six reports by children of a clown jumping out from behind trees at a housing project and laughing maniacally. Gosh, that's scary. (laughs) The police did patrol And in late August found a man who was identified as the clown, but said that he had, um, he did not have the mental capacity of an adult. So he was actually sent to the psych ward. So somebody experiencing some mental Mental health problems. Yes. Notable events around this time, the Phoenix lights are seen over Phoenix. (sighs) Yes. Not long after you have the um, Heaven's Gate cult members who committed suicide. Yep. Timothy McVeigh was convicted of the Oklahoma City bombing. Again, another big event, not directly tied to clowns, but obviously big for our country, elevating that anxiety of like what is happening in this world. October 2008 in Chicago. This was exactly 17 years after the Homie D clown reports. More reports started coming in of a clown trying to lure children into their van. So could possibly be a repeat of homie D clown. Someone taking advantage of that. Um, It was reported. It was a clown driving a white or brown van. Most newspapers just ignored the story completely, but some local news stations picked it up and pretty much just said it's because of Halloween and people were playing pranks. Okay. Mm -hmm. September and October, 2003, this goes over to England, Northampton, England, 
a college student named Alex Powell dressed up as Stephen King's Pennywise. He would stand on street corners with balloons and say beep, beep to people who were walking by. Okay, that's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it's But Pennywise. he's on the street corner, and he's, like, out in front of people. Like, yes, obviously, he, he wants to be seen. He's but not he's Pennywise. terrorizing children. He's Pennywise. <laughs> that changes everything. Changes everything. Are you going to get want to get near him? No. Probably not. I don't know. No. See, I don't think the original Maybe it is very selfie. scary. Like the original yeah. it to me is not very scary. The new one is creepy. Like it's scarier, yeah. Very creepy. So Alex Powell's friends took pictures of him in dark spots around the area and created like a Facebook page. So just like had him in these like really creepy spots, like crouching in alleys and stuff. Which is it seems pretty harmless. It's, it's like his cosplay back then. Right. And you have Facebook now. So yeah. It goes up on Facebook and it's, you know, it's pretty harmless, but you have these quote clown catchers who started giving him death threats. God. And when Powell was identified by a British newspaper for these shenanigans. So stopped after that. So now you have these clowns that are coming on the social media. You have these Facebook pages. We're going to talk about YouTube in a second and what oh YouTube did. So it's kind of changing the like makeup of these clown panics are not just like reports from children anymore. It's yeah. like now they're on social media and they're spreading a little more and you don't really know what's real and what's not. Six months after this on Staten Island, someone dressed in a ruffled yellow suit with white gloves and big red shoes and turned up at night in places like the train station or at a school play it only lasted a few days before a film company called Fuzz said it was to promote a movie. Okay. So now you have these like marketing campaigns. But again, you don't know when you're seeing this that it's a marketing campaign. Yeah. I feel like they might tell people, you know, it's like, hey, if you see a clown and a guy with a camera nearby, we're just we're doing advertisements for a movie. But I think they want to get people's attention. So then they yeah. like go online and see what it's about and go to these like Facebook pages. I bet they're doing that sort of clever marketing, how they did the Blair Witch Project. What year did that come out? Blair Witch? Um, yeah. Cause do you remember how they were like, Oh, it's found footage. And three. I watched it in high school in a film class. Yeah. I, I laughed it like through it. College. I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, this <laughs> movie is great. <laughs> the first like half of it. I'm just kind of like, okay, the camera shaking is like a lot. Like it's, giving me a headache or whatever but when they started finding like the teeth and the sticks in the woods that's when it started getting good it was good yeah it was a good movie and it was your first like found footage type of film yeah so it could be replicated after that i will say the blur mm -hmm. which is a good movie i do like it it is i did like it for sure so i said we talk about youtube there was a youtube channel called dm pranks created by italian youtuber matteo maroni he created this YouTube channel and would post prank videos of killer clowns scaring people. So these clowns would run around after people with hammers, chainsaws, axes, oh my God. machetes. Okay, no. Yes. There's one video of this clown dousing a car in gasoline. It's like the owner stands there like, oh, my God. There's one <gasps> video. Are you serious? Of, That's yes. like vandalism now because mm -hmm. that can like eat your paint and like do damage. That's not funny. Or is that not even real? Was that person in on it? Like, that's the thing. Or is like, it you don't water? know what's it's not real. gasoline, it's water. 
they're at a gas station. That's why you kind of assume it's gasoline. Yeah. Was it out um, of a gas can or a pump only? A gas can. As water. I don't believe it. There is one video where you see these people like walking down this path, kind of like under a bridge. And there's something on the ground and they kind of stop and looking at it. And then a clown person dressed as a clown, like jumps out from behind a pillar, kicks this decapitated head at these people <laughs> and then starts chasing them with an axe and like runs after them. It's obviously a dummy. It's fake. But these people don't know that. And all of a sudden they're being chased by this clown. Right. So, so yeah, these videos really help to create this like creepy killer clown persona. And you don't know you know what you're seeing like obviously you know what you're seeing as a prank but these people who are experiencing it who are being filmed do they know what's happening are they in on it or are they completely oblivious and all of a sudden there's a clown coming after them with an axe i really hope they are in on it because that is the instance when somebody would get shot or killed yeah or somebody's fight or flight instinct will will kick on and they'll turn the axe on that clown right but you see how it's all kind of changing it's all kind of morphing into this like prank is yeah. it you know what's real what's not in october 2014 in california you had the wasco clown there was a couple who started an art project depicting a clown with like a bad head wound holding a bunch of balloons standing around in places like deserted parking lots empty fields and abandoned playgrounds which to me sounds actually really cool. I was <laughs> like, just that thinking that. I'm like, awesome. is this like an art thing or something? Yeah, like, it was an art really great project. photography and stuff out mm-hmm. of this. Like, this would yeah. be kind of kind of nice and thought provoking. Yeah, that's that's what it was. But these images sparked a teen copycat in Bakersfield, California, and this teen ended up dressing up as a clown, chasing a girl, and then getting arrested. Yeah. Oh, geez. So cool art project, but then someone took it too far. The police got several calls after this leading up to Halloween reporting creepy clowns. So it all kind of spiraled from there. There was a creepy clown in Fishers, Indiana in that same month, October 2014. He was photographed um, standing around holding a bunch of balloons. There was no van reported. Clowns were seen several times in neighborhoods and residents were urged to contact the police if they saw the clown, but then reminded people it isn't illegal to walk around in a clown costume. (laughs) It's a weird statement. (laughs) So this brings us to 2016 and I remember 2016. Oh, I remember 2016, the big clown panic. Um, And I, it's probably what people now remember most is uh, 2016 in itself was just a year it all started in Wisconsin with 911 calls about a clown standing around with balloons. So this was verified. Actual people reported this. They saw it. Creepy clown standing around. This clown was called Gags the Clown. And it turned out to be a marketing stunt for a horror movie. But it seemed to spark a lot of clown reports and hoaxes that were like the ones in the 80s and 90s. And people started calling 911 after these sightings of gags. And like I said, 2016 was a crazy year. Does anybody know what happened in 2016? We had an election. We had an election. We had a very stressful election, which we'll talk about what it did. It produced a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. 
It amazes me that people are calling 911 for a clown, like walking down the street or standing on the side of the road. Call the non-emergency line. Like, you know, I thought about that. Line. <laughs> Again, it's context. I, you know, if I'm driving down the road and I see a clown standing on the side of the road, just waving in the daytime, it's gonna be like, okay, like, yeah, hi, whatever. You have too much time joy. on your hands, but whatever. <laughs> If I come home and it's dark and there's a clown standing under a streetlight, whole different aspect, like whole different feeling. Like, yes, I'm going to call 911 because there's something seriously wrong here. If that's Tell me it's happening. raining. That would be a if, cool image of a clown under like a streetlight in the rain. That actually would be really cool. But I don't yeah. want to see that at night. Like, I don't want to see that at night by myself. That would be creepy. Thank God I live on the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> Next up came Greenville, South Carolina. I remember this one well because I worked with a girl from Greenville, South Carolina. It's yeah. when I worked at the orthodontic office. So I remember reading about this. She's like, that's my hometown. Children in Greenville started to report groups of creepy clowns who were whispering and making weird noises at the edge of the woods. So the whispers. <sighs> just like, <laughs> this is where it gets wrong. Like, you just don't have like clowns driving around cars like now they're standing at the edge of the woods and they're whispering to you a woman filed a police report after her son told her about this the next day someone in greenville reported clowns in the woods that were flashing green lasers okay yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's not good <laughs> if i remember correctly i remember there was a kid that said i couldn't find this i don't know if this was the whispering clowns or if it was a different one but a kid reported that a clown had asked him to follow him into the woods to a house that he had. And then another woman reported seeing a clown standing around with a chain. Was the house made of gingerbread? Still don't do it. Don't go in. <laughs> That's how you end up in an oven being cooked by a witch. What is, what is this, a fairy tale? <laughs> Even fairy tales are nightmares. We've talked about this. This is true. Can you hear that? I hear a dog barking. Yes. Sorry. If you all hear dog barking, I'm so sorry. I live in an apartment. There's a dog outside. Is there a clown outside? Uh, God, I hope not. Police found no evidence that these clowns even existed, but the panic started to spread across the country and even spread into Europe. Like I said, of course, it starts in the U.S., but it spreads everywhere. We're sorry, Europe. We're sorry for a lot of things, especially the last few years. <laughs> Reports across the country came in that clowns were trying to lure children into the woods. The news reported this. People were interviewed, afraid to go out at night because some people didn't know if it was real or if it was a hoax. Schools were put on high alert and then prank videos started popping up. So you just have so many layers and questions about like, what's real, what's not. Do I have to be afraid going out at night? So everything's really snowballing. People are taking advantage of the fears. Schools in Dallas, Houston, Connecticut, Virginia, Philadelphia, DC, Missouri, New Jersey, Arizona, New York, Kentucky, and Baltimore all amped up their security and brought an extra to patrol against creepy clowns. Holy moly. I know. New Haven, Connecticut banned clown costumes for all of October. An 11-year-old girl brought a knife to school wow. to protect herself against creepy clowns and ended up getting arrested. So she was, like, legit scared oh. that a clown was going to oh. come at her, and she brought a knife to school. 
Oh, that's a tricky situation. A clown Facebook group in Missouri posted, quote, we are killing the teachers and kidnapping the kids. We are not playing. Okay, that can be considered threatening. Terroristic threatening, for yeah, sure. That's... Some people did come right out and say it was a hoax and that there wasn't a credible threat. So some police departments were just like, it's not happening. It's all fake. Don't worry about it. But, you know, it's probably hard for people in law enforcement because, like I've said before, like even if you're pretty sure it's a hoax, I'm sure there's still something in the back of their minds where it's like, what if it's not, you know, what if, yeah. what if we ignore this? And there is that one case, exactly. it's not a hoax and mm -hmm. someone gets hurt and it's a child, you know, this is targeting. I don't want to say it's specifically target targeting children right now. It seems like it's kind of going everywhere, but children are the most at risk because you have this very like whimsical character that is preying on people and their fears. So I'm sure that has to be on the back of their minds and why they can't totally ignore it. This clown panic sped, spread throughout the southeast of the country, up the coast, and then out west. And I'm going to read a list of all the states where there were clown reports, uh, clown sightings reported. Oh, jeez. It is Florida, Georgia, Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, Louisiana, Texas, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Colorado, Utah, Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. Wow. Yes. And then... Meanwhile, the Southwest is like, no clowns here. It's too hot to put on the costume. <laughs> <It's> too hot. <laughs> <laughs> The makeup will melt off your face. But most of these reports and sightings were debunked or came to nothing. However, that doesn't mean that no one was arrested because you have idiots out there. <laughs> in droves. <laughs> two teens in Arizona robbed two fast food places wearing clown masks and were of arrested. Of course it was here. <laughs> a man wearing a clown mask robbed a bank in Memphis and was arrested. Nine arrests were made in Alabama where people were pranking others or making terroristic threats while dressed as clowns. A 20-year-old man in Kentucky was arrested wearing a clown costume and a mask in public. And I think he wow. was like hanging out behind an apartment or something. Yeah, they probably got him for loitering or something like that. The World Clown Association, that's a legit organization. <gasps> wow. Yes. Yeah, you have to be, like, registered as a clown and everything. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could take a picture I mean, of it, it's, it's funny, but, you know, it's funny on the surface, but deep down I could see it. Because you're going to, like, children's birthday parties yes, and stuff. Absolutely. I'm sure you want to get, like, a background check and, and all that kind of stuff. Heck yeah, I mean. You know, so that way if a parent hires you, you're licensed, you're, like, not a child molester or anything. I mean, they had to have learned from Gacy. Yeah, and just like anybody that has any kind of job or profession, like you want right. to make sure that the person's qualified and especially around kids. Yeah, especially around kids. So the World Clown Association came out against people dressing up as clowns to scare people. Obviously, it makes them look bad. Of course. In October, McDonald's decided that Ronald McDonald should chill for a bit until <laughs> things calmed down. So they kind of like pulled him out of the public eye. <laughs> no oh, crap guys what are we gonna do ronald's gotta go all right grimace you're up <laughs> you're on deck <laughs> what about the hamburglar uh no i don't know about the hamburger i don't no. think it's such a good idea <laughs> mayor mccheese <laughs> poor ronald this job's for you <laughs> 
clown suits in Glasgow, Scotland sold out. Some people went trick-or-treating armed in Florida, which to me is not a surprise because no, like, I'm actually surprised this whole thing didn't start in Florida, to be honest. every Halloween. There were a couple was, clown sightings, I feel like, around southwest Florida. Yeah, Florida was listed. Yeah, we did a story about them for the paper I worked for at the time. That was It was right before I moved. I moved was in it? the beginning of 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Um, on October 12th, the Russian embassy in London warned Russian and British citizens about this clown craze. Like, chill out, guys. Oh, gosh. Yes. You've got the Russians involved. Can you imagine if you're some 20-year-old on Facebook and I was like, hey, it'll be funny to dress like Pennywise and take some pictures with balloons. And now the Russian embassy is like warning people. <laughs> yes. What did I do? Did you start an international incident? <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. I'm going to do one, like, dressed as a unicorn. Can I do that? That would be fun. (laughs) Unicorns are the new clowns. Some shops in New Zealand pulled clown costumes from their shelves completely. Some places banned clown costumes altogether in the United States. People who worked at theme parks during Halloween were told, before you leave, make sure all your makeup's taken off and you are completely out of costume before you leave the theme park. That's a good a good move. Yes. Groups of people took to the streets with bats to hunt down clowns. Uh, <laughs> October third. Like <laughs> no. Well, here's one. October third was the Penn State clown riot where five hundred people went out on the street looking for killer clowns. No oh clowns were found that night. Five hundred oh people. News outlets on October fifteenth reported there was an alleged clown initiated purge, like the movie The Purge. Scheduled for the night before Halloween, and nothing happened. So I guess a bunch of clowns were supposed to come out and start killing people. Oh my god! It didn't happen. But I mean, can you imagine hearing that in your town? And I'm be like, I don't want to go out. I'm not risking anything. People are crazy. People are crazy. You just don't know what they're gonna do. No. And again, this is 2016. Like things went completely batshit in 2016. Yeah, they did. Yes. Um, But what came of it? Nothing, because. It was hysteria. It was a hoax. There were, like, there's, people think that there were actually no clowns that actually existed during any of this. Like, a couple clown sightings here and there, Mm -hmm. but a lot of these, like, uh, killer clown sightings, like, they think were just a hoax. Like, it didn't actually exist. It was just people that were panicking and starting all these rumors. And I don't want to say, like I said, like there were no clowns, like there were people who were taking advantage of that, Yeah. but there were, there was no evidence to suggest that like there was a group of killer clowns that were coming out, like roaming around the country. Yeah. That was obviously causing a big fear. So in this Vox article, it says like, there was no evidence that evil clowns existed and were currently taking to the streets. So that wasn't happening. You just had these like couple clowns popping up here and there standing on the corner looking creepy and then it like I said it spiraled and so I kind of had to reframe my thinking of like a lot of people would say evil clowns exist but if you reframe it and there's no such thing as an evil clown like it's people dressing up as clowns it's evil people dressing up as clowns that are that are doing this not everybody is evil doing this some people are just being jackasses and doing it or it could be your own perception of it too because if you're really freaked out by clowns that's You're going to see all clowns are going to be evil to you. Yeah, that's true. Like kind of like yeah. you and snakes. I, was about I don't to care say, like, what kind of snake it is. You can see a picture of a snake and you have a panic attack. It doesn't and, matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because but snakes I will to say, you are I, threatening. 
I never want a snake to be killed just because of my fear. Yeah. Like even when I had one get stuck on my lanai in Florida, I when I had to call maintenance, I was like, please don't kill it. Just get it out. I just want it out of off my porch please <laughs> like please don't hurt it I just don't want it here yeah. I don't want snakes to be killed they are living creatures they have every right to live and they do serve a purpose I just don't want to see them yeah so, same here but don't kill them don't hurt them so what happened in the 80s 90s 2000s and 2016 like why did these panics happen there was a cryptozoologist named Loren Coleman. He was actually in Massachusetts when this first creepy clown outbreak started in May 1981, and he took notice. He coined the phrase phantom clown instead of creepy clown because he didn't believe that this these were actually existing. Um, okay. So he got people to send him clippings from newspapers of sightings, and he started following this nationwide through the years. He started tracking all these things that were happening. Coleman saw a lot of common threads when he was looking at what happened in 2016. And he thinks it's a combination of like what happened back in the 80s and 90s. And then what happened with some actual people getting arrested for non-clown related incidents. But like people who have been arrested for preying on children mm -hmm. and those fears. And then looking at current events such as the 2016 election. Just being these like big events that are causing a lot of these feelings and anxieties and everything's heightened. So he was seeing a lot yeah. of common threads when all this was happening to kind of connect all of it to show it's a bigger issue than just some people dressing up as clowns. It's not why are people dressing up as clowns? It's why is it freaking everybody out so much that this is happening? Coleman saw a lot of phantom clown sightings that were popping up around election years. And he looked at the 2016 election and he had some things to say about Trump, which I won't repeat because we're not a political podcast, but he had some <laughs> things about Trump and clowns, but whatever. And he believes that the 2016 clown sighting hoax could be tied to everything that was going on with the election. He said, you have constant news coverage during the election cycle, like Every second gets yeah. gets Ugh, covered, especially the 2016 one because it was so bonkers and bananas and out of control. And so, when something happens, it's different. Like some creepy clowns that are popping up in neighborhoods around the U U.S., the media latches onto that because they just want a break from this like wall-to-wall yeah, -wall yeah. election coverage. They they want to cover anything but Trump and what he has said. So it gets all blown out of proportion. Because that's sometimes what happens. So can we go back to covering like grandma's like 20 pound watermelon or I something? Know, really? Like <laughs> that would be nice. But it's really just, you know, they just want anything to cover except for the election. So it's like, hey, let's talk about creepy clowns, which then when it gets reported as much as it does, it just keeps snowballing yeah. and more pop up and more people latch onto this. And, you know, I remember watching the news when I was younger. I watched it in the mornings before going to school. It was usually on when we were eating dinner. Yeah. So, like, if you have kids that are hearing about this, maybe that's influencing what they are seeing and how they're reacting to it. Yeah. I also wonder if it could be tied to, like, a lot of the stress and anxiety that people were feeling because of the election that was happening and because of yeah. the 
just the type of election that was happening in 2016. It was very different than any other election that we had. And there was and like a this lot looming uncertainty. Of, yes. It's, it's like a dark cloud is just like over you and you don't know if it's going to rain or not. Yeah. It's if like, you're not from the United already. States, like, I don't know if you understand what that felt like for us in the United States. It's like, go away or just annihilate us already. Yeah. Just quit hanging around. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, obviously the rest of the world kind of saw what we were going through, but it brought out a lot of stress for people. So I do wonder yeah. if mm -hmm. maybe it was like, I'm so stressed about this election. Now I can put my stress on something else. Like I can worry about this clown thing and it's something I can maybe control a little better. I actually have control over this. I can make sure my kids aren't going out at night by themselves. So I, that was just kind of my theory because when you're anxious and you you want something you can control because you feel so out of control with things. You know what? It makes sense. And we talked about that recently in the Mercy Brown episode about how when you feel mm -hmm. out of control about something like tuberculosis in that case, you dig up somebody's body and eat their heart because, yes, because you, you can control, control it. That. You can control it makes you feel better. Right. You are alleviating that anxiety and that stress. So you can't necessarily control the election. Like, yes, you can vote or whatever, but it's like, here's something smaller that I can yeah. concentrate on and I'll just keep my kids in at yeah. night and yeah. we won't, you know, or I'll be with them when they go out at night. Coleman also pointed out that um, a lot of the reports of these phantom clowns were very similar and very specific. It was usually like a clown was spotted. They were in a van or some kind of vehicle. Mm -hmm. Kids were approached. Candies offered. Kids were at home. Tell their parents. Parents report the clown that's never found. So it's kind of a common thread of these phantom clown sightings with a pattern. I, I touched on like social events um, happening. I talked about John Wayne Gacy. He's serial killer, preyed on kids, and was a clown. Then we talked about O.J. Simpson and Nicole and Ron, everyone's paying attention to that. And it dealt with the fear of, you know, being killed in your home and then brought up a lot of the racial tension that was still present from the Rodney King beatings that I mentioned yeah. before. Then you had the weird Phoenix light events that were like whispers of aliens and other worldly things. And then you have Heaven's Gate and those cult members committing suicide. You have Timothy McVeigh convicted and sentenced to death for this awful and traumatizing domestic terrorist attack you know you have a terrorist attack on your own soil by one of your own and what that does to you and what that does to your anxiety and the list just goes on you have all these major events that put this anxiety onto society and then you're getting this like 24 7 news coverage you have this constant feeling that like your country's falling apart what is happening and so I'm not a parent, but I'm sure what that does to a parent is that creates that anxiety that get, then gets placed on the children because it's like, ultimately, you want to protect your children from what's happening. Yeah. And then you have this like, you have this constant fear of you have child abductions and you feel like, you know, those are starting to get covered more. And then when social media comes into the game, you're hearing about it more on social media and this 24 seven news cycle of child abductions. It's not necessarily that they're happening more. It's that you're just hearing about them more. Right. And then in the eighties, what do you have going on in the eighties? You have the satanic panic starting in the eighties and then into the nineties where it's like everything gets blamed on this non-existent devil worship 
you know, West Memphis three, that's a big one where three kids are killed. And it said that three devil worshiping teenagers were the ones that did it. So then it's like, you have all this anxiety over children and people need to direct that somewhere. So it's all these like threats that they're perceiving. And like we said, like anxiety feels very unseen. Like your body is reacting to something. You don't always know what it is. It's primal. You don't, it's that like primal fear that we have where that's helped us survive as humans, but we never lost that. Well, that's like when COVID started, like people wouldn't even touch their mail and they would get it with tongs because they hear like the what? virus we lives on surfaces know. for like weeks. And it's like, now it's just kind of like, oh my gosh, like, come on, that was a little overkill, but people did. I mean, they would. Oh my gosh. I wiped out my groceries. I used to wipe yes. everything down yes. when I would get it delivered because I didn't uh-huh. know. I, you know, it was, I was afraid to touch anything. Yes. Um, you know, and when you have that feeling, but then you see something or you hear about someone like seeing something like a creepy clown. It's mm-hmm. almost like you can take control of something and be like, okay, you know, I can do something. We talked, we just talked about that before I'm repeating myself, but um, I'm not saying that like clowns pop up because we have these societal problems. It's when things that do pop up during those heightened times that they get almost like exacerbated and they snowball. So it's not necessarily like right. the creepy clowns. It's that we are trying to deal with what we are experiencing in our lives and it just all kind of goes in this like vicious cycle. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. <laughs> Am I rambling? <laughs> <laughs> this got really psychological when I was reading about this more so than I thought. Um, and I do want to talk about that. That's like my last part I'm going to talk about is like, how does all of this tie back into clowns? Like, Clowns are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be whimsical. They're supposed to be the circus and happy and animal balloons and everything. Like, when did they become things that we panic about? When did they go bad? And a lot of what I read said clowns never went bad because they were never good to begin with. They were always very, there were always kind of two sides to clowns that we don't really think about, but when you think about it on a psychological level, it makes sense. So it wasn't that we had these good clowns that suddenly turned bad and we ended up with 2016 clown panic. They were never really good to begin with. Um, In the Times article by Megan McCluskey titled, Why Are People Afraid of Clowns? talks about the big part of our uncomfortableness or flat out phobia of clowns is largely based on the makeup of clowns and how they paint their faces. So Dr. Ramey Nader is a registered psychologist at Vancouver's North Shore Stress and Anxiety Clinic. And Dr. Nader says the fear of not knowing what's going on in the mind of a person behind the painted face is what causes that fear. Okay. Right. So you're seeing the face, but it's a makeup made up face, like what's happening under that face. And it talks about the way that a clown paints their face is very heightened. You have these like overdone emotions, these artificial emotions. So you have like extra big smiles or extra big frowns. It looks very unnatural. They have like the big eyebrows that they'll put. Everything just is kind of almost in like a funhouse mirror type of thing. Yeah. Where yeah. it's just it's weird. It's it's weird for our minds to try and make sense of. So you see what the paint is depicting, but our minds 
don't actually know what they're feeling when they're seeing that our minds can't really comprehend that. So there is this like immediate built in mistrust that we have of of a clown because we can't understand the emotion that they're trying to present. Does that make sense? It does. And it can also be weird, at least to me, like when you see somebody and say they're painted a clown face and they have like an exaggerated frown, Mm -hmm. but then their actual face is smiling or laughing. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. You don't know what you don't, your mind can't comprehend. It's like, are you sad? Are yeah, you happy? It's like, both. like how, and we as humans, and again, I think this goes back to just our primal instincts. Like you need to see somebody to understand what's going on, how you're supposed to react. Yeah. Am I fighting? Am I running? It's a fight or flight thing. And when you have a frown and a smile, it's kind of like, wait, you're not supposed to be able to do both of those at the same time. I yeah. don't know what to do. So yeah, your brain is registering this, but it's like registering it as slightly off. So then that creates that like, I don't like this. I don't know how to feel. So it's that uncomfortableness. So like you talk about, you don't really have a fear. You just don't really like them. You don't really, yeah, I just don't really them. like them. It's not like a phobia. It's, and it's that just, could be why you just can't. I just don't. I don't know. You I'd can't understand it. You can't understand really what you're seeing. I don't like. I said I don't like people that are dressed up as characters and I think it's probably because it's like I can't see you under all of that like someone's dressed up as Mickey Mouse at Disney World it's like I want to know what's happening under that oh, costume they don't like talk. who are you they don't talk it's just very unsettling and then of course you have the costumes that clowns wear they're they're bright colors. They're crazy patterns. They have big hair. They have these giant shoes. So it's really distorting for you to see. Um, also, clowns are seen as unpredictable. They play tricks on you. They have flowers that squirt water at you, for example. You have people who get very on edge around clowns because they don't really know what they're going to get. You know, it's it's supposed to be fun, but it creates this anxiety because you don't know are you giving me this flower or are you going to shoot me in the face with water with this flower? So you don't really know how to react. I think another reason I don't like clowns is because I don't really care for balloons either. Why? I'm Roy from the IT crowd because when you blow them up or whatever, all it takes is for one to pop in your face and it scares you. Yeah. I just don't like it. It scares me. It, It does give me a little fright just like on the TV show, but I don't know. So I see them like blowing up balloons and making the balloon animals. I'm like, one's going to pop. I know it is. And so I'm bracing myself for it. Like you're when waiting. you're waiting for the yeah. toast to pop up, like I'm waiting for it <laughs> so I can brace myself for it. And it still scares me every time. But no, it's kind of like sense. that too. It's like, well, I don't really like, I don't blow up balloons. Like I don't, and like well, every time one pops around me, it does just kind of scare me a little bit. So clown plus balloons is like, <laughs> I think that just adds to the discomfort. Yeah, I can see that. I wonder if anybody else feels that way, if that's if that's part of it. Please tell me I'm not the only person that really just <laughs> I'm doesn't sure care for not. balloons. I'm sure you're not. Also, clowns, like I said, we somehow see them as they've gone bad, but they haven't. Like They've always had a dark side. Or they've been inherently kind of mischievous. They've been jesters. They've been pranksters. They've been beings that play tricks on you. Court jesters made fun of kings and royalty or others in high places, making them uncomfortable. And you imagine like a king or royalty, somebody high up, everybody caters to them. Mm -hmm. You don't 
you don't make fun of a king or a queen or anything, but you have a jester who is allowed to make fun of the king, who's Until allowed to the make them uncomfortable. The king has him right. with the head. But as somebody witnessing this, it could make that person feel uncomfortable because it's like, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to make fun of the king, but this thing is like, you're supposed to bow to them. So it almost, I think would create that like ingrained anxiety of being like, "Uh, you're not supposed to do that, but you are, I kind of want to do that, but I'm not allowed (laughs) to. So Or jealousy. It's like, I wish I could say that to the king. Well, clowns kind of do things that we can't and they don't get to get away with it. Yeah. You get to get away with it. And I don't. So I have this dislike to you because I'm jealous. Yeah. When you think about it, some of the things clowns do, we can't do as regular people. We can't get away with things like that, but clowns can. Yeah. David Kaiser, he is the director of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, which I went to when I was little and I fell asleep during it. My parents were like, (laughs) we are never taking you back to the circus. (laughs) He says that even in ancient times, clowns had a dark side. And it says, quote, in one way, the clown has always been an an impish spirit. He's kind of a grown up. He's always been about fun. But part of that fun has been about mischief. Okay. The Smithsonian Magazine article, History and Psychology of Clowns Being Scary, by Linda Rodriguez McRobbie. It talked about a 2008 survey by University of Sheffield in England. They surveyed 250 children between 4 and 16, and most children disliked and sometimes flat out feared clowns. Very few children like clowns. This is a quote. Very few children like clowns. They are unfamiliar and come from a different era. They don't look funny. They just look odd. And that makes sense to me when I think of little kids, especially like the four-year-old. Yeah. You are learning your emotions and actions by watching the people around you. And then you have this clown that's weird and over the top and nothing looks right. And it's like I can see them not really knowing how to process that. Yeah. And also, it made me think of, have you ever looked at, like, old antique Halloween costumes? Like, the masks? Oh, my gosh. They're so creepy. They are so creepy. They're so creepy. That's what made me think of. I looked up some of them, and they are terrifying. They are so out of place now, like, in what we do for Halloween and our masks. But at the time, they were just regular Halloween costumes that people wore. They weren't creepy. It's just what people wore. So where then it would be like, oh, you're a bunny. Like now it's like, oh, my God, you're a killer bunny. As we (laughs) see it today. But at the time, it was just like, hey, you're a bunny. To us, it's terrifying. It's out of place. Like clowns are out of place for kids these days. They're just just creepy. Um, I looked up one. It was like a family dressed up. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, The Strangers, of like people coming out of the cornfield and they have those like masks on. Like Yes. Oh, that movie creeped me out. Yes. There was like a whole family dressed up in masks like that. But it's like family going out for Halloween trick-or-treating with their masks on. (laughs) Now we're like, (laughs) oh God. But at the time, that was what people wore and dressed up as. In Egypt, pharaohs would entertain pygmy clowns. In ancient imperial China, there was a court clown. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name. I have no idea. I'm sorry. It's okay. I guess I'll try and attempt it. (laughs) You see, 
Y-U-S-Z-E. Probably not. Y-U-S-Z-E. Z-E. Probably. Probably you It's probably not right. No, it's not right. Don't say probably. It's not right. I don't speak Chinese. But this clown, he was the only one who was allowed to poke fun at the emperor. And I guess the emperor had a plan to, like, paint the Great Wall of China. And this clown was, like, the only one who was allowed to, like, make fun of him for that. The Hopi Native Americans had clown-like characters who would interrupt these super important dance rituals with their antics. They would just jump in and start doing their thing. Um, Ancient Rome called their clowns stupidest. Stupidest, stupidest, stupidest. That's court jesters, where stupid comes from. Court jesters in medieval Europe um, were a way, like I said, for everyday people to laugh at the nobility. And then you had the mimes of Western Europe and Britain. I don't like mimes either. Clowns were seen as characters who reflected like a funhouse mirror back at society. So academics said. Clown comedy, like early clown comedy, came from society's appetite for food and sex and drink and this like manic behavior, things that like they might not feel that they're allowed to experience themselves, but they could watch a clown experience all these like manic behaviors and that they had to hold back. So it's like, okay, if a clown is doing these weird things and crazy things, because we can't. So we're going to watch the clown perform their comedy and it's going to be okay. So it's like an outlet for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. And there is someone that is pointed to as kind of changing how we look at clowns today and being maybe a little more uncomfortable. And I doubt that it's going to be anyone you would expect. So it's not Stephen King. No. Who is it? It is. It's another writer. Charles Dickens. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Back in um, London in the early 1800s was a man named Joseph Grimaldi. He was a, fami- a famous comic pantomime, or a clown. He's seen as the first recognizable ancestor to the modern clown. So the way he dressed with like the white face paint and the bright red cheeks and the bright lips and dark eyebrows. And then he had a blue mohawk that he wore. Oh, and cool. bright color costumes. Yeah. So he's seen as like what we know now as clowns. That started with Joseph Grimaldi. Um, his character's name was Joey. He was more of a theater comic or like a theater comic clown and not like the circus type mm-hmm. that we see more of later. The like the theater type of clown is more typical for this time. So on like a smaller stage. And it was said that about an eighth of London saw Grimaldi on stage during his performances. Wow. He was a very physical clown when he was performing. He would jump in the air. He would stand on his head. He would interact a lot with audience members, like getting in fake fights with them in the aisleways. He would do a lot of impressions, make fun of current fashion trends. So he was a really fun character to watch. But Grimaldi himself had a lot of problems. He was raised by a father who was a stage tyrant. He suffered from depression. His first wife died in childbirth. His son, who was also a clown, was an alcoholic and died at the age of 31, basically drinking himself to death. And because of how physical Grimaldi was when he was on stage, his body was shot. He had a lot of pain because of the stunts he would perform, and he would eventually become disabled. 
and he Jeez. would say, yeah, he would say, I am grim all day, Grimaldi, yeah. but I make you laugh at night. So <laughs> funny, but Clever. when you think about like his personal life, like his personal life was very tragic and a mess, but oh, everybody gosh. was seeing this very fun and happy an entertaining character in the truth a lot of comedians and robin williams comes to mind oh yeah like some of the funniest people have some of the most like tragic backstories and lives and stuff and mm-hmm. it's night and day it is like you just would never expect something like that yeah i actually thought of chandler on friends oh yeah <laughs> with <laughs> how he perry, jokes yeah. and he uses his humor and his jokes and matthew perry but even like the character of chandler of having you know Having well, something so, happen yeah. in childhood. And so, like, he uses his humor to mask this uncomfortableness. Yeah. Well, even Matthew Perry's playing one of the funniest characters, like, on Friends or the right. funny one, you know. And then in real life, he was having drug problems and issues of his own. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. you never know. You never know what's going on behind the scenes. It's easy. It's easy to smile and pretend like you're happy even when you're not. So, poor Grimaldi. I know. He died in 1837, broke and an alcoholic. Oh, Charles Dickens, um, he was tasked with editing Grimaldi's memoirs. And Dickens had actually written a story in 1836 called The Pickwick Papers. And the main character was based off of Grimaldi's son, who had been a clown. And so Dickens depicted this clown who was a drunk and wasted, like his body was wasted away. Oh, but it was done up in clown makeup and costume yeah. and he was performing. So with Grimaldi, Dickens depicted his life as, quote, for every laugh he wrought from his audiences, Grimaldi suffered commiserate pain, end quote. Oh, a man named Andrew McConnell Stout. He is the dean of undergraduate education and an English professor at University of Buffalo. Soon, University of Buffalo SUNY. He wrote several articles on these scary clowns and wrote that the biography and wrote the biography of Joseph Grimaldi. And he credits Dickens with inventing the scary clown with his writing on Grimaldi and his son. Stott says that Dickens created someone who was destroying himself to make others laugh. And that because of Dickens, it was hard to look at a clown after that and not wonder what was happening behind the face paint. So Dickens kind of, planted that seed of just that uncomfortableness of of not really knowing what you're seeing Stott said quote it becomes impossible to dissociate the character from the actor Dickens version of Grimaldi was so popular and it created this perception of something dark and troubled in the humor that people were witnessing I did not know that that's really interesting interesting that's really interesting There was another clown figure around this time called, um, it's French, I'm going to try this, Jean-Gaspard Dubarreau. Okay. I tried. Um, His clown character was Pierrot, P-I-E-R-R-O-T. He seemed to me kind of like a mime figure. He was in France and had white face paint, red lips, and black eyebrows, and he performed silently. He was very well-known in Europe, so well-known that he was even recognized without his makeup on. This dude was (laughs) sinister. 
1836, he killed a boy with a walking stick because the kid insulted him on the street. So he just beat this kid to death and he was not convicted. What? Yes. So kind of a troubled person, I would say. The start of the circus in the mid-1760s made clowns comic relief from the thrills of circus acts. These high, you know, you have high-flying trapeze performers, you have horse riders, lion tamers, tightrope walkers, all of this very, like, intense stuff. So the clowns became this comic relief in the circuses. And then circuses took clowns from the small theater stage to giant arenas. So literally they have more space than they would on a street. So clown the clown's actions have to be bigger and more over the top. Their makeup yeah. has to be more over the top. You think of a stage performer's makeup. You know, you were in guard. You think of how we had to pain our face which seemed like insane <laughs> we looked in the mirror but from the stands it looked normal our so, makeup was so bad oh my god it was so it bad. was so heavy uh my instructor the time she thought it'd be a great idea to put glitter over our eyeshadow so basically oh, no. glitter eyeshadow seemed like a cool idea until we're performing into the sun and I'm like, all I see is the reflection of sunlight off the glitter on my eyes. And I'm throwing a rifle into the air and I have to catch oh, it. No. And I just see like sun rays off my glitter eyes. It was terrible. I think it lasted one time. The glitter would get in my eyes and I'm like, I can't see. <laughs> Such a bad idea. I remember being on the field and I'm like, this sucks. I can't oh gosh, see anything. That's dangerous. Yeah. But. Yeah, so stage makeup has to be bigger. So now these clowns have a bigger arena, so they just have to be a little more in their acting. There was a literary, a French literary critic, Edmond de Goncourt. He says, quote, The clown's art is now rather terrifying and full of anxiety and apprehension. Their suicidal feats, their monstrous gesticulations, and frenzied mimicry reminding one of the courtyard of a lunatic asylum. Whoa. End quote. Yes. Intense. Strong. Yes. The circus opened in America in the late 19th century to then have giant three-ring venues, so even bigger. You have clowns like the hobo clown starts coming, like, based off of, you know, a product of the Depression. Yeah. You then have Bozo the Clown in the 60s, Ronald McDonald. You have all these, like, legit friendly clowns that are performing. And then you're seeing clowns in the circus performing. And then John Wayne Gacy comes along in the 70s (laughs) and just, like, shoots the clown persona to hell because of what he? he did. And he killed... Between 1972 and 1978, Gacy sexually assaulted and killed more than 35 boys and young men around Chicago. And he spent his free time as a clown named Pogo. He was registered. He entertained in the community. He told a police officer before his arrest, clowns can get away with murder. He was registered? like mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He was legit registered. Even after he was convicted of sexual assault in 1968. Of and he's still boy. got a registration. This and is what the World registered. Clown Association needs to be on. This is why we well, have them. <laughs> they probably got better. I don't know if it was around by then. I just discovered like yeah. half an hour ago that yeah. he existed. <laughs> no, he's a legit clown. He was. And he uh, he painted pictures of himself in prison. Um, yeah. He painted a lot of clown pictures. Most of them were of himself as Pogo. 
I think you can still, I mean, I think people can still buy that. I mean, I guess you have to find someone who's selling a legit Casey painting. Who has I mean, them now? Like, where I'll did take they them, go? I'll burn them. I'll burn it them. seems like the prison guard be like, yes, I'll ship this out right away. Okay. Get back <laughs> in your cell and just like trash them on the way out. <laughs> yeah. And then of course comes along. Like we've talked about all these other clowns, Poltergeist, Pennywise. You have Heath Ledger's The Joker. You have the Saw movies. So, so clowns used to be for entertainment of adults with like these adult storylines. Like Grimaldi was a theater clown for adults. But then over the years, you see the clown morph into being more for children. It's children friendly, children entertainment parents hire clowns to come to their kids birthday parties you have them at fairs so they're expected to be more innocent but they still have this face that's concealed by their makeup so it's like they never really made that shift of being this painted up figure and then shifted they never like shifted to being like kid appropriate and kids I was thinking about kids these days are not exposed to clowns in a fun way like they used to be like, I remember going to the circus. I don't know if other people still go to the circus. I just, I mean, I, I think Barnum & Bailey shut down. I don't think that's even around anymore. I don't know. I went to one, I think, when I was like two or three. There's pictures of me. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, and it was. I think it was big it. for a while. But I just don't feel like kids are exposed to clowns in a fun no. way. Like, their experience that they're getting is not in the theater or a circus. They're seeing it on YouTube these prank videos they're seeing it in you know these creepy clowns standing on corners like in the theater you you know what to expect you're watching this act so it's not traumatizing but when you're out on the street and a clown runs up to you with a knife like that's traumatizing seeing videos of that is traumatizing like that's what kids are experiencing now when they see clowns so it's really created this fear of clowns that a lot of people have are just this uncomfortableness because they're seeing them in a completely different light and there's a psychologist named Brenda Widerhold and she believes that clown fears start very early in childhood around like age two most kids grow out of it some people don't but she talks about how kids have anxiety from being around strangers you know you see you leave a little kid with a stranger and the parents walk away and they flip out And their minds are still developing. They're not able to really separate fantasy from reality. So you think about this clown approaching and it's very uncomfortable for a two-year-old where they don't really understand what they're seeing. It just looks very weird. And it makes me think of, do you have snappy tomato where you are, pizza? I don't think so. Or is that, it might just be a Northern Kentucky thing. It was a small pizza place that was in my town and I, I mean, their like mascot, I guess, was a giant tomato. <laughs> and I remember going up to Snappy Tomato to get pizza with my parents, and they had somebody dressed up as a giant tomato, and it freaked me out. <laughs> I was not happy about this because it didn't make sense to me, probably. I'm like, this is a giant piece of fruit, and I just don't get it. But there's a person. <laughs> But that's what it made me think of. Like, thankfully, I don't have a fear of tomatoes. I love tomatoes. So I grew out of that. That's good. But I will say that there have been studies that have been done that clowns really do help sick children. 
There was an Italian study done in 2013, and it found that therapy clowns in hospitals helped children who had anxiety before an operation. Another Italian study found that children hospitalized with upper respiratory illnesses, they got better faster when therapeutic clowns were brought in for entertainment. So there are some good clowns oh, out like, there. like, because they're laughing probably, and it probably helps their lungs expand or something? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> or it's just there are some clowns maybe. that are maybe doing it right. Maybe, you know, they're figuring out how to maybe paint their face in a way that's not so creepy. Yeah. Or maybe their tricks are just better, too. Like, you don't have to paint your face. Have you seen videos of people online and they're buying ice cream from, like, a street vendor and they have it on a stick, like, on a cone, and they're, like, jerking it out of their hands and flipping it upside down and doing all these tricks with it? No. Those are hilarious. I'm going to have to send you one. That's what I imagine a clown doing today with some kind of trick. It's possible. I mean, yeah. And it's like they're in this environment that is kind of scary. And they're in a hospital. Oh, yeah. It's scary. So I think any type of happy entertainment and yes. you've got the bright colors is going to really is going to really help them. And that's like that's in an environment where it works, where it's good. It doesn't work on the street in the middle of the night no. under a street light. That doesn't work. But as long as we still have these killer clowns and creepy clowns that are in these movies and shows it's going to be hard for kids to kind of get back to that whimsical and friendly clown that helps kids. So I do wonder if they're, I wonder what the numbers are of current clowns. Like have numbers been know. declining over? I had a friend in high school whose mom was a clown. Oh, really? Yeah. Super. I loved her mom. Her mom was great, but she would dress up as a clown for children's events and stuff. So like that was my experience with the clown. I don't know any clowns, but I know people that can juggle. Ryan can. I I can juggle like for maybe a couple seconds. I can't. I don't think I've ever done it successfully one time even. So that's kind of all I have on clowns. That was a lot of interesting background information that I didn't know. Cool. About like Charles Dickens and yeah. kind of psychology behind why they're so creepy. Now I feel a little better about my discomfort. Yeah. And I think like when I first started looking into this, I was like, oh, we're all afraid of clowns because of Stephen King. Like it's all like you said, it's all Stephen yes. King's fault. <laughs> but then when you realize, well, a lot of these clown panics, it happened before that. And then it I mean, it even goes back to ancient times and just it's a very psychological thing. So I would say mm -hmm. that Stephen King was just very smart in choosing that as a subject because yeah. He knew that, I mean, it's Stephen King. He knows how to write to people's fears. So and plus he made Pennywise like with sharp teeth and stuff oh, too. Pennywise and it was, like, was terrifying. Yeah. The new one. The new one is more, because I feel like the old one like looked like a legit clown. Yeah. Except with the teeth. But then like yeah. the new one is just overly done. Again, it was the makeup <laughs> that gets like overly done. Well, yeah, it's like um, holiday, holiday, Hollywood makeup has come. Like a long way too, I think. And effects yes. and things. And the effects and the costume. Like his costume was just very uncomfortable. It was just, yeah. And plus the actor that played him. Oh. Um, Skarsgård. Scar one of the Skarsgårds. Mm -hmm. I don't remember which one. He was really good in that role too. Which one is it? He really was. He was like, in Castle Rock too. He's done a couple Stephen yes. King projects. I, I don't remember which is which. I don't remember their first names. Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does a really good job. 
I'm glad you did this episode. This is interesting. Thanks. Thanks. It's been on my list for a while. Well, I need it. My last one is about was about axe murders. So I was like, I need something that's yeah. gonna like bring us down, like not down, but that's gonna like level us out a little bit. <laughs> it might yeah. be a little more entertaining. Um because that was a dark episode. So. Okay, my next one's going to be a huge bummer, so this is probably good. Mine is too. My my September story is going to be Oh, good to know. Yeah. So then sorry, October's guys. probably going to be bummers too cuz it's Halloween September's, time. I don't know. Or October's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. All right, so any other thoughts on clowns? No, but I'm going to go back and see if I can find some homie D clown clips now cuz <laughs> Now I'm thinking about In Living Color. That and Fire Marshal Bill. Although Fire Marshal Bill scared me a little bit when I was younger. Jim Carrey being able to like unhinge his jaw pretty much like a snake in his facial expressions. I don't think I've seen this. Insane. Fire Marshal Bill. Who's Fire Marshal Bill? Jim Carrey did a character called Fire Marshal Bill on In Living Color. Oh, so you didn't watch In Living Color. Oh, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it did freak me out a little bit because, and plus my dad was a firefighter. So I'm like. Yeah, you had that weird association where it's like, I, I don't know did. how to read this. I kind of did. I'm like, no, this isn't. Yeah, we're afraid of weird. Cl- I was afraid of tomatoes. So <laughs> still don't know where my snake phobia came from. I'm almost positive that's like an ancestral fear. That's just I've got a hold of for some reason. All right. So that's all on clowns. Nice. I love it. Thank you. Um if anyone has any thoughts on this or if they have a clown phobia or if they are a clown and want to make a case for. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Make Just a case tell what, of like helping if, us if get over talk. clown fears. Y'all know. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I would just like to hear what it's like from somebody that actually does it for a living. Like, is it easy? Is it hard? Is it like fun? Yeah, I do. I did read that. Um, like professional clowns will try and help people get over their fear of clowns and will like bring them into clown camp basically and start like from the beginning and like make them up as a clown. Like see like here's the process. Here's how we do your makeup. Here's how we put it on. Like basically taking them through the whole process to show like this is how you become a clown. Like there's nothing creepy about it. It's like to try and they teach them how to do certain things to try and like get them over that fear. I like the fact that there's an actual clown camp. I mean, I do. So if you ask somebody, where'd you get your degree? Clown college? They can be like, yes, 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 I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my oh, diploma. Well, well then. <laughs> I did not know yeah. that. Yes, please let us know um, if you have experiences with clowns, good or bad clowns. Either one. If you are a clown, please let us know how you became a clown. Yeah, I'd be interested to know about people's clown experiences. And also, thank you guys so much for being patient with us. Yeah, yes, once again, thank you. Since we were a little bit later with this episode. Thank you. Well, now I have two microphones, so I don't have an excuse. So <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, because next time it'll be my fault, remember? It's going to be both of our faults next yeah, time. Yeah, even if it's my fault, it's going to be half your fault. It's going to so. be, yeah, we're going to share the blame this time. <laughs> This is why you're my friend. <laughs> you look out for me. <laughs> Always. All right. Until next time, guys, you can find us on Instagram and our email at darker side of life podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at DSOL podcast. Did you, you said Instagram, right? I think so. Okay. Darker side of life. Podcast. Darker side of life podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, or if you, you just did. Google us, you know, our socials You'll will find show us. Up. Yeah. <laughs>
We're around. We're around the internet. We're hanging around. I'm around the interwebs. <laughs> We're in there somewhere. Somewhere. Sometimes. So we will see you guys in a little less than two weeks, actually. In less than two weeks. Yay. That's the bonus. <laughs> that is. Bright side. That's the bright side. Yes. <laughs> Way to end on a good note, Kristen. That's <laughs> what I do. Bye. Bye.